You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. time in a long time but it seems like just yesterday when we were side by side beast mode no one's blocking our way <laughs> these other guys tried it but them man ain't got the skills of brazen and davy brazen and raging bringing you the thrills and spills right here in full gear about to blow up like tnt us man are too sweet brady bbp the bb elite right here in full gear about to blow up like tnt us man are too sweet brady bbp the bb elite Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for BD Elite. You found us on whatever podcast app you're using. And of course, we are live. Twitch.tv slash upnextpodcast and youtube.com slash upnext. Yeah, shout out any way you find us and uh, let us know what's your favorite way of listening to us. Maybe you watch us. Maybe you watch the, the replays on the YouTube. Maybe you like to like... You, you watch it, you listen on every platform. You, you listen to it on your way to work and then yeah. you come home and go, oh, I wonder what it looked like though. That's right. Got to put them on. Yeah. On get the those, YouTubes. Get those streams. Hit those likes. We appreciate it. We yeah. appreciate you listening to us. You could be listening to anything you'd be wanting to listen to. Mm-hmm. And you found us. And here we are talking Hi. about Dynamite. Oh, yes, we are. Yeah. And I mean, I just want to start off with, oh. uh, I've been saving something. For, okay. a, for a special occasion. Oh. Um, okay. And I feel today... <laughs> okay. Oh, you do need the video ...is for that special occasion. Okay, he's um, bringing out flute glasses. Because they made an announcement tonight. They did, yeah. He's trying to pop it. Ooh, there we go. Opa! Yeah. Salute. Salute. Yeah. There we I go. know why you're cheersing. Because it was my birthday yesterday. It was your birthday yesterday, yeah. Uh, we're cheersing for another reason. It was a great birthday gift. If you, if you don't know what you want to get, you, you didn't get me anything, last minute birthday gift, you can get me tickets to AEW Dynamite in Toronto, officially announced on tonight's show, uh, October 12th and 13th. 12th and 13th. So yeah. they're doing two nights here. So 
doing it in the what the Coca Cola Coliseum. Well, see, you just popped a, a bottle of bubbly, and uh, I guess the reason they can't do Rampage on Friday is because the Coca Cola Center is popping a bottle of Michael Bubbly. Uh, there, oh, that's is it Michael Bublé that day? Right, okay. So they got to do it on Thursday. Well, normally they just do it on the same night as Dynamite, but it looks like they're splitting it up, which yeah. is is cool. We get two nights here. Yeah. Um, wonder if they'll add some sort of theme or anything to it, but maple. Well, it's in Coca Cola. Coca Cola is uh, former Rico Center. Mm. It's it's kind of small. WWE's done Roadblock there before. Mm. They've done some house shows. Uh, I've seen some concerts. I'm going to a concert there in, in September as well. But like, it's not a giant place. It's not like the Air Canada Center or the Scotiabank. But no, like it's it's about eight thousand. So, right. which is similar to uh, a lot of other venues they've done. Look, don't call me fickle wrestling fan, but like, I was definitely hoping for like the pay per view, full gear mm. at least. If we didn't get something big, but hey, this is cool. But they're doing two nights instead. Two nights, one. Yeah. Okay, well, they'll treat us well. Hopefully, over here, making their Canadian debut. Not only, I mean, Toronto. Uh, we'll we'll say no one cares about the rest of Canada. It's all about Toronto. Mm. So give us the show first, and then you guys, the rest of you guys, can get it. Yeah. Um, I'm kidding, but you know what I mean. Toronto's the big the big city, the big market to go to, and people will likely travel within Canada to even go to something like this. It is going to be harder to get tickets as well. So it's smaller. As well. We're we're cheersing here oh. because. I mean, we're it. We, we don't have tickets. This is just announced, but we can tell you right here, right now, there will be a party. Oh, yeah. Six with the BDE. So look forward to announcements in the near somewhat future. So, yeah, uh, if you're thinking about going to the show, definitely do it because we'll be having some things going on that week for sure. We've been waiting. We've been drooling for something like this to come to Toronto. But, yeah. What would you uh, – you wanted to add a name to it? Like Coca-Cola doesn't sound too good. You could do Toronto. I've been holding this glass far too long. Yeah. Um, like what? Maple Leaf Mayhem or something There you go. Ridiculous. Anything is better than well, Quake by the Lake. Quake by the Lake. I quite enjoy that. I, I do like a What's rhyme. What's Battle Quake. at the Castle? What is that one? Uh, That's WWE. Battle at the Castle, yeah. Is that what it's called? I think so. Cry at the Castle. Clash, uh, yeah. Clash at the Clash Castle. Clash at the Castle, yeah. Um, you could have done something in the Six, like Rumble in the Six or uh, – I don't know. So the, the fact six. that they do, it makes sense to theme it, the fact that they are doing the two night thing. Yeah. Something North. I would have done something North. Yeah. Uh, like we, the North kind of thing, mm-hmm. but I'm, maybe they will, maybe they will add a, a thing to this, but I'm hoping that we get, uh, like the, you know, return of one of their biggest Canadian superstars, Kenny Omega. That would be a big get yeah. for, for that. Uh, Chris Jericho, obviously, uh, he's been in multiple arenas here for WWE. Uh, anything they put on, people will, Go nuts for oh, it. Yeah. So uh, I'm I'm super excited and we'll be there no matter what. So you're you're going to Grand Slam, uh, and then we're going to Buffalo, and then now this. Plus you went to Rochester. Plus we went to yeah Detroit. Uh, Detroit been a lot of episodes of Dynamite. It's this good. Year. <laughs> yeah, a good section of the year. There you go. They'll go away from us during winter. They'll go to nicer places, I guess. Yeah, uh, like nicer weather. Uh, but here yeah. you go. Book your book your trip. And let us know if you're going to be at any of these events as well. Yeah, because we kind of scored want... second row for Buffalo. <laughs> what? Yeah, Sec- we're going to be second we're row. Second row, boy. Yeah, it should be fun. Jeez, can we go to Target on the way back? What's Target? Target. Oh, okay. That's how Canadians say it. Sure. Okay. okay. Good, good, cheap clothing. Um, yeah, I'm super excited for all these shows um, down the line after All Out, after Grand Slam. Uh, what do you think? You think we're getting? Can, what, what Canadian, other Canadian superstars? I'm trying to think. Who else do they have? 
Daniel Garcia and all the Buffalo guys count because they wrestled on a lot. They were low. Page. Yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, Christian, uh, Jericho, Kenny, uh, Kyle O'Reilly. We um, lost Stu Grayson, but we got Evil Uno. We have Evil Uno, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah right. who else is there? But they're just they're just wrestling has been has been coming back in Ontario. We've been to a few indie shows as of late. Shout out uh, Lucha what Lucha Palooza we went to. We've been to Super, Super Kick Kicked. as well. We've been going to a bunch of indie stuff. Smash Wrestling's coming back. So We've got House of Black coming next yeah, month. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Super Kick doing Eddie another Kingston's show. Kingston's coming for something, I believe. Yeah, there's all stuff. Ottawa's doing C four. There's all the indie wrestling. So to see AEW finally come back, uh, I'm I'm happy they're just not doing Chicago that week for Dynamite. I, I don't know. I think it's about time they, they did something in Chicago. Yeah, take that, Chicago. We're getting a Dynamite and a Rampage. <laughs> what did you get, huh? Exactly. Everything else, yeah. <laughs> True. Uh, but we're excited, and we'll definitely be putting on some sort of a, an event or a party in some sort of capacity. The best thing is you can see the BDE Tower in the graphic. In the graphic, like legit. <laughs> Legit, we made our AEW debuts. You look, you turned to me. We were so excited about the thing. We popped up and went, hey. But then you looked at me and you said, hey, look, there, that's us. We're in that building there. So great. We made it on the graphic. Our AEW Dynamite debut here tonight on the graphic. We're so excited. So, yeah. Yeah. We'll be good. Yeah. We're hyped. Um, I'm trying to think of uh, some other things. We'll jump into some Dynamite, of course. Um, we have to mention, of course, our Up Next Summer Mania coming up this Sunday we're going to be doing a from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Up Next Summer Mania live on the Twitch and the YouTube. It's going to be like a live game show. We've done these before. If you haven't witnessed them. Premium live event. Premium live game event show. game on. show. Live stream. <laughs> and basically the main event is Fire Frank, our BDE champion. He has to put the title on the line against one of his best friends and now bitter enemy, John Ceno Evil, in a battle uh, – of just everything. I heard that Sino has asked for in his fall out of the two of three falls, hip hop wrestling connection trivia. Mm-hmm. Fire Frank has asked for 1992 WWF and WCW. Damn. Okay. Interesting. Like the worst year. <laughs> <laughs> and then the middle, if it gets to the third fall, we'll just do general pro wrestling. Yeah. Probably trivia. a lot of the leftover questions I prepared for, uh, Chris Elliott, uh, at, uh, at the lead show. Right. Because I only got through like four of them for both guys. Okay, got you. Uh, and then we have a battle of the Wuzn experts. Yes. Anne-Marie and Chris Price battling yeah. it out in retro NXT trivia. If you listen to Wuzn next, you'll understand all what that means. But then we now learn that me and you are going to be teaming for the tag titles. We have Eric MMA Marcotte from Post Wrestling. We got Brandon from New Jersey. Yeah. But I swear the guy lives in Philly. And then... We're gonna have to match. We're gonna have a match against those guys. And now we haven't really decided. We can't do trivia and stuff because usually we come up with the games and mm. stuff. Now you know I'm an expert in one final beat, the music wrestling game. So like, why can't we just challenge them in that? Why can't we do a music game? What do you? What are your thoughts on this? Well, we can't. We can't do one final beat because I'm the one who makes right, and you're questions. you're in the so match. It's a bit unfair. Yeah. So I'm gonna combine something music related. Okay. And Eric Marcotte, Savio Vega. That's, that's what we call Brandon. Brandon from New Jersey. I want to challenge you oh. to a musical marshmallow mayhem match. Whoa. Dude. 
Dude, what's a musical marshmallow mayhem match? 4pm, twitch.tv slash podcast this Sunday to find out. And if you two cowards don't show up... We're the champs. Just hand us just the titles. Us the just give it titles. to us. And just like Jungle Boy called Christian Cage tonight on Dynamite, you're a bunch of pussies. You are. <laughs> Accept it, bitches. I don't even know what a magical marshmallow... What is it? A musical marshmallow mayhem match. Musical marshmallow mayhem match. I don't even know what that is, Brandon. And I'm still going to beat you. So can't wait. Tune in. But if you're not that crazy and just want to hang out and watch wrestling and drink, well, if you're a patron, you get to be invited to our tailgate after that. From 6 p.m. onwards, we're going to watch Ric Flair's last match. And... uh, have some claws over a Zoom chat, but all patrons are invited. These usually are a wild time. And uh, yeah, the rest of the card looks pretty good, actually. It does. Yeah. It looks like I'm actually quite looking forward to it. Don't jinx it. Knock on wood. Is it all in two? <laughs> is that what this is? Isn't that what GCW at the Hammerstein was going to be? That's what people said. Yeah, it wasn't. Um, it does look a good card. And yeah, I mean, I guess of all the like indie people out there right now, it's C&D, but like some smaller... Gringo Loco's on the card. He is. I heard they added him to. Was there a bunkhouse battle royal or something crazy? I, Sounds I'm great. I'm looking up the card now. Uh, I know there's a. That's there, truly the Forbidden Door. Jeff Jarrett. There's WWE being brought in because of him. Then there's AEW guys on the card. Impact guys. Like. So you got Josh Alexander, Jacob Fatu for the Impact World Title. Brian Pillman Jr. and Brock Anderson versus Kerry Morton and Ricky Morton. Crazy. Devon Eriks. Uh, the Briscoes versus the Von Eriks. Oh, sorry. No, 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 no. no, no. Yeah, yes. Yeah. What am I talking about? Yeah, Rock and Roll Express. Rock and Roll Express. Uh, Laredo Kid versus Taurus versus Ray Phoenix versus Pandido. That, that sounds That ridiculous. sounds crazy. Uh, Gresham versus Takeshita versus Alan Angels versus Nick Wayne. Okay. And then, okay, Bunkhouse Battle Royal match. Oh, God. Bully Ray, Crowbar, Wolfie D. James Is that Crowbar Storm. from WCW? I think so. James Storm. Sin Bodhi, Brian Myers, Big Damo, Ricky Shane Page, Gringo Loco, Crimson, Commander, Adam Priest, and Cal Harrow. What All right. the hell? Jordan Grace versus Diona Perazzo versus Rachel Ellering. Um, okay. It should be Jordan Grace versus Chris Jericho, shouldn't it? Isn't that the beef right now? They, they squashed it, fam. They squashed it. Yeah, yeah. She, the beef you're referring to is Jordan Grace go- going off about Chris Benoit, and then uh, shortly after apologized and then did a whole thing with Chris Benoit's son. Okay. Uh, David, David Benoit. It was, it was weird. That was a few weeks ago. It was, okay. a, it was a thing. No, but now she's, hasn't she had one with Jericho this week? This, another one? Yeah, I think so. About what? Uh, like body shaming and stuff. I don't know. Whatever. Oh. Yeah, there was some okay. weird stuff going on this week on the Twitter. Weird. Yeah. Stay off it, guys. Yeah. You know the best thing to do? Just go on it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> These wrestlers. Sorry. <laughs> Harry Smith versus Killer Cross. Motor okay. City Machine Guns versus The Wolves. Yeah, okay. That could be probably the match yeah. of the night, I think. Uh, Ren Narita versus Uemura. Oh, yeah. That could be good, too. Uh, Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett versus Andrade El Idolo and Ric Flair. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Um... Yeah. I feel this show's going to go long. Like, uh-huh. that's a lot of matches. We're going to have to get some White Claws. It starts at six? Yeah. We doing, we doing Mezcal Margaritas? Oh, boy. Like, I don't know. Like, that's Rockstar a long Rockstar Energy show. drinks yeah. on the side? Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Eleven matches. It starts at six. 
Okay, yeah, but still, 11 matches? Yeah. It's going to like 10, 11. It's possible. Mm. It's going the distance. And Ric Flair's match is going to go Broadway itself. Yeah. So he's got to jump off the top. It's going to be like the wrestler. Everyone's going to be real scared when he jumps off the top. He says he's going off the top. the main event tonight was a bit like that. <laughs> I was <laughs> worried about off the top. Yeah, so we'll be watching that in the tailgate, and we'll probably give thoughts on that uh, in next week's show on this show, but uh, and, and in that tailgate. But patrons, go check it out. We recorded a special Up Yours for patrons today. It was my Up Yours, my pick. Up me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> up Yours with a rubber hose, and I picked one of my favorite movies, Goodfellas. So we chatted with John Ceno, a full-blooded Italian, and we talked all about uh, one of all, all our favorite movies. We really got into it, the catchphrases, the... The sauce, how to make good sauce. Some of the gravy. Italian slang. We get into it. All the good stuff of Goodfellas. So go check that review out. I'll put it up tonight and schedule for tomorrow. Uh, And then check out our best match ever, Sean Waltman, we did. We have so many other podcasts coming out. And we're working on our August schedule, which is looking like we're going to do Heat Wave 98 from ECW whenever Heat Wave hits in a few weeks from NXT. And then... Uh, I know we have a few up yours as well from our world champ patrons that we're going to get to some picks, but we're working on that schedule and it's going to be banging. So give us a shot in the beginning of a month if you haven't already. It's only five bucks and give yourself the gift that keeps on giving of a North American patron subscription. Patreon.com slash up next. Do it. Yeah, go do it. Um, last week is, was the beginning of Shark Week, but we're actually in Shark Week now. So, last rec- reminder to go check out our Sharknado review. And for free reviews, best match ever, best Shark Cages. Best match ever, Shark Cages. If you haven't already. It's yeah. from last year, but I uploaded Find on the free feed. all great shark facts, such as, did you know? Don't do it. Did you know? Don't do it. Sharks don't have any bones. I learned a shark fact. Did you see there was a shark fact during this show of what, Dynamite? What was it? It cut to... Hey, tune in tomorrow night. Tracy Morgan's going to be doing a whole shark okay. uh, show. He's talking about sharks, and apparently he loves sharks. And he, in the little bit during Picture in Picture on Dynamite, Tracy Morgan says, Did you know that shark? there's over 400 species of sharks? Wow. 400 different types of sharks. Did you know that? No. Yeah, there you go. I'm wondering how many... Okay. You're looking up if no. that's true or not? Okay, I'm you, looking you up You don't two believe things. me or no, Tracy no, no, Morgan? It's, it's relating our shows together. Okay. Yeah. Because there's over 400 species of our shows? Okay, it is estimated, we learned this yesterday, between 170 to 190 people die per year from choking on popcorn. Okay. We learned that thanks to J.D. McDonough. Actually, no thanks to J.D. McDonough. Thanks to me Googling it. Last year, there were 11 shark-related deaths. So popcorn. popcorn's more dangerous than a shark. <laughs> there you That's go. what I'm learning tonight. That's what you all learned. You're going to yeah. go home. So fun shark fact, yeah. popcorn is actually more dangerous than a shark. Your duty, guys, is to weave that into a conversation in the next day or two with anybody, with somebody. Be like, did you know that popcorn kills more people than sharks? Yeah, popcorn's readily available on the shelves next to guns. To be fair, there's sharks just down the road from us. They're in the aquarium? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we do live across from the aquarium. Yeah. I love sharks, man. They're great. Bless them. Can't wait till next year's Shark Week. It's not over yet. You can still... No, I know, but still, it's like... <laughs> you're already... you know You know when you're already tired after Christmas dinner and you're like, oh, next... No, actually, I never do that, but just excited. <laughs> just excited for Shark Week. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, we'll have to figure out what movie we're doing next year. 
Well, let's let's jump into some. Uh, well, there's also SummerSlam. Did you hear? We talked about a little bit of Matt Riddle uh, that mm-hmm. that being a whole kayfabe thing with him and Seth Rollins. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm also seeing AJ Styles was not on the card. I'm wondering if we get that match. I know we've seen it before, but we were joking that Gargano is going to be the one to step mm-hmm. in. But I wonder if they don't even put Seth on the card at all. I hope they it do. Kind of looks that way, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's weird because uh, I feel both are quite popular right now, and it's SummerSlam's yeah. the big show stadium it'd be it would be odd to not have seth on a big it's kind of weird yeah um and then of course we have roman reigns versus not goldberg <laughs> that everyone yeah. was jumping to the gun like they're getting goldberg brock showed up call him no but brock showed up it's fine so he's here uh yeah my excitement was kind of i thought that match was the one exciting match that mm. could be the tag team match looks good too just because jeff jarrett's in it and that their last match was great as yeah, well exactly. so uh no i, I think it's going to be a fun show and it'll be interesting being kind of Triple H's first bait for you. We talked a lot about Vince McMahon and Triple H, kind of the whole changes in WWE, Vince being out. Do you think this changes AEW in any way? Do you think there's like, you know, apparently, you know, Triple H gave the whole roster a pep talk on, on, on Raw, like, hey, I'm in charge now or whatever, and good talk. Do you think there's any, like, morale things going on? Or, or what do you think? Like, because Tony Khan in some interviews, I think it was yesterday or today, was like, making public that he has a lot of his stars locked up in like mm. five-year contracts. He's like, they're not just going to jump ship on me or anything yeah. like that. So I thought that was interesting that mm. he's kind of like, Hey, just because, you know, Adam Cole's triple H's boy, doesn't mean he's just going to like dip on me. For sure. Essentially. Contracts but, and stuff. But yeah. Um, I don't know. I can kind of see, uh, AEW just keeping what being doing what they're doing, trying to pick up the big names that, that leave and are out there. And, uh, hopefully avoid the the injuries i think it's more to it's more about seeing what changes wwe is going to have i can't really see aw changing much of their presentation so far because i think it is working for them i think what they're doing is working already so this this whatever thing they're they're doing is working so why not but yeah i'm just because i know people will be like ah they're gonna you know they're gonna they're done. They're already over because all these people might want to jump back eventually like your William Regals mm. or Danielsons or Punks even. I don't know. But uh, likely, unlikely. I can't see Punk. Yeah, ever? No. Now Vince is gone. You never know. Oh, because he was Triple H's best friend? <laughs> he liked talking bad about he's, him too. He's done some things recently talking about it. Oh. Good and said he doesn't think the culture will change. Interesting. Yeah. The culture. Danielson, totally. Yeah. Like he'll be Hall of Fame. <laughs> he, as he should be because we'll talk about a match he did later tonight let's jump into some dynamite as we talk about the wednesday july 27th edition of aew dynamite and we start off with a match that's for the interim title this is announced it was for the title. it was for the title was yeah it? Oh, okay john moxley the interim aew world champion putting the title on the line against roosh and i saw john pollock post a tweet but i didn't see the sign so i don't know if he was joking or if someone did but the sign in the crowd that he tweeted he saw was um i came here for getty lee alex lifeson and neil pert which is the band rush oh okay <laughs> so when you look gotcha. if you saw like you thought john moxley was taking on rush tonight <laughs> which uh some people will understand but shout out rush uh killer band and we have rush versus john moxley here william regal's on commentary Roosh right away is beating up on Moxley, like all around the ring and ringside. And Moxley's, I swear the show wasn't even like a minute or two in, and Moxley's already bleeding. And Roosh is grabbing, wiping the blood of Moxley over his chest. William Regal saying that 
he was trying to sign Roosh when he was in his former company, mentioning WWE, but they didn't want him because he was too violent. And he says oh. this as Roosh is smearing blood all over the place, so I understand. Mox fights back, hits a tope, and starts beating back on Roosh here. But then there's Roosh who then chokes Moxley, I think with like some ring gear or wrist tape ringside. And now there's even more blood from Moxley. There's a superplex and there's a, a attempted roll-throughs and pinning attempts. Eventually, Roosh locks in the crossface and then hits an overhead belly-to-belly into the corner. Uh, Mox stops another move off the top by biting his head when Andrade shows up and crotches Moxley. This is when the Lucha Bros and Alex chase him off. And then Roosh still gains control by hitting a straight jacket pile driver, which looks crazy. And Moxley kicks out of that. He eventually hits the Death Rider, which they never call it the Death Rider. Yeah, so it's something I've noticed. When they did the... Before, he... Mox would do the elevated paradigm shift and they'd still just call it the paradigm shift. Now they're doing kind of the more the double arm DDTs, the paradigm shift, yeah. and this elevated one's the Death Rider, which uh, I think it, they've started doing since the New Japan crossover. Good. Uh, there is a difference between the moves. so mm. But Roosh kicks out of it for a crazy, the crowd bit on that for sure. I did. I figured it was over. It's kind of been his super finisher. He eventually turns that into the bulldog choke and Roosh taps out, but... Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think if we've seen someone kick out from yeah, this elevated we one. We yeah, have? yeah. A, a few times, definitely in New Japan and, and here. But it's when he does like two in a row, three in a row that he like murders you. Yeah, because we like I always think he does like the short one and then the big elevated yeah, one exactly. is the the finish. I just found it a bit odd, Roosh kicking out on it because yeah, I don't feel he's even if he just hit the shorter one. Yeah. yeah, do that one. Uh, but no, I thought this was a great match and definitely. Uh, the best presentation of Roosh so far, who I don't think has been handled too well coming into AEW. Yeah. Uh, I thought he looked really good here and uh, maybe Mox could bring that violence out of him a bit more. Um, I I thought this was an entertaining opener. Yeah, great way to open the show. I thought the styles mixed well, but I think it was a good showcase for Roosh, who did need to kind of show something since Yeah, the Penta match didn't really do it and his debut was that battle royal about a month after his backstage debut it was just very odd yeah um regal was great on commentary here as well when he he said after uh mox kicked out that straight jacket pile driver which like looks like a finish uh regal was like oh that's something we've been working on at the uh, blackpool combat club where if you know you're going to be driven onto your head and there's not much you can do about it turn your head to the side as it takes like less impact and Regal just giving out secrets? Just giving out free tips? What are you doing, Regal? I feel like you'd break your neck if you it looked like, it to the side. Yeah, it like, looked like he was trying not to break his I, neck. I yeah. like these little details showing yeah. kind of like what they've been learning at camp. Him and Regal and Taz were having a good back and forth where he was like, no, we, I trained them to fight. Like Taz was like, oh, uh, getting the boot to the face. Like, you know, there's you don't learn that. In, you learn that quick in most dojos. And Regal's like, yeah, you learn that in my dojo right away. And Taz is like, yep, all right, you got me there. Or something <laughs> like that. They had a good back and forth. After the match, Chris, sorry, John Moxley cuts uh, a, a promo here. And he talks about how he, uh, he says that, you know, he's not this bullshit interim champion. He's a two-time AEW champion. So are we supposed to listen to him now? Or is this sufficient? Like, <laughs> If he's saying he's a two-time world champ, is it because Punk isn't making it back, so they're just slowly getting rid of the interim? I, yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. Um, it's, 
it's something Jericho mentioned in his promo that he was going to be the first two-time champion, world champion, and Mox was yeah saying, "No, I'm I'm already two-time." And yeah, he re- which almost feels I don't know it, it works for Mox. I think other baby faces it could almost feel like a like almost a heel line. Yeah, where no, I'm not the interim. I'm the real one because you expect the real ones come back at some point. Um, but yeah, interesting. Maybe it is to try and phase this out a little. Why not? Just it makes sense if you did that. Uh, interim doesn't work too much in wrestling because just like what do we like? What like Wardlow said? Why do we care about this title mm. really? Well, Moxley doesn't get too far into this promo until Jericho comes out. The Jericho Appreciation Society. Uh, cool. Is this Cool Hand Ange? Yeah. He says, yeah, no Matt Menard tonight. Yeah. He says, appreciate us, mocking yeah. Roman Reigns. AEW Galaxy. The AEW Galaxy. Jericho mocks Moxley and says, great match as Sammy and Ty are like, no. Anna Jay says, you got, you all got to see the new side of Anna Jay. I decided to call Chris Jericho and say I could I could help him if he just gives me the opportunity. So now I'm Anna J A S. And she says that if anyone's got a problem with it, she'll choke you out and you out and you out. She starts saying she's gonna choke everyone out. And uh Jericho's and them are like, Okay, cool, cool relax. Jer- crying she yeah, saying I'm it. gonna choke you out. I'm gonna choke you out, says Anna J. Jericho says that Eddie brutalized me last week and that uh that like doesn't matter because I still won, but he he makes it sound like he's so cowering. Like he beat me up, he destroyed me. Moxley then says that if you want this title, which isn't the interim title, he says, "Well, you can come." Jericho says, "At Quake at the Lake, I want to challenge you and become a two-time champion." Jericho says, "Fine, but leave your trash at home." He he says, "I used to worship you and watch you and study you, but you've just been a shadow of what you are. You're a joke. Leave your trash at home if you fight me." Carry your own bags for once. Don't let all these carry you. I don't want the pain maker or whatever. He lists a few other names. The wizard. He should have said pain maker. He says, I don't want that. I want the lion heart. I want the super J cup. I want the last survivor of the dungeon. The lion heart Chris Jericho. I want him to face me. Not this sports entertainment bullshit. So Jericho accepts. And I think at Quake at the Lake, it's official. Uh, awesome promo from Mox here. Yeah. Uh, I, I love... He's... He suits this kind of feud with Jericho in this character so well because he's so anti that sports entertainment shit. And right. it's, we've heard the podcast of like him being fed up with that shit and that's yeah. why he left. So to be kind of, I like, and it was the same with Eddie when Jericho's trying to like suck him into this sports entertainment. It's like, I ain't doing that. Yeah. Like, yeah, fight it, and it's important. It works so well with this. And and in, this is in two weeks? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I assume Jericho and Mox have just have a straight-up match. The boys trying to interfere towards the end. Moxley, like, at first I'm like, oh, wait, this isn't going to be all out, right? And they're like, no, 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 it's just in two weeks. So I'm like, oh, okay, great. This is, this is all right. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think we've then got, what, like a month before uh, All Out? A few weeks. I mean, it's, yeah, about a month. It's beginning of September, and we're, like, yeah. coming to the end of July. So, so sometimes. About five weeks till all out. Yeah. Um, but this is a good little pit stop. Yeah. I I still wonder if it's Eddie. Eddie Mox. At, at all out? Maybe. Oh, no, I feel Grand Slam for that, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where you go from Jericho. Yeah. Because I don't know if you do... It's not too long to, like, heat up something brand new. So is it... Would this stretch on till then? And... True. Mm. Yeah. 
Uh, who do you want to see it all out? Moxley. Unless Punk is ready. Full out. Punk. Un, uh, people are saying Andrade, Malachi Black. I don't know. Kenny Omega. I kind of feel if you're doing this match now, it's probably... Setting up something else. Like, it's probably... No, I mean, if you're doing this match now, I can't see you heating up like a Malachi Black for a... Sure. And he's in the trios thing, right. I imagine. I would see it more likely being, hopefully, a punk return. Are we getting the Lionheart Chris Jericho yeah. tights and everything? I think so. We've talked about the Super J He's Cup He's been doing before. this a bit now, like bringing out the different personalities and yeah, stuff. Yeah, why so not? Why not? Uh, I'm kind of excited to see that match, mm. uh, even though they had to sell me on it, and they did. Well, it's, they've only had the one match, right? When Mox beat Jericho for the title. You mean in AEW, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean, in, in AEW. So, and they're building this as the rematch. Years which later. Is, which is great, I think. It's showing, wow, these two haven't had a match since, since then. It was just one and done. Yeah. So it feels bigger. Sure, they fought a bunch in WWE, but almost don't count it. Yeah, exactly. We get an announcement that there is a new championship title oh, in yeah. AEW. The announcement of the trios title. We all thought these were coming. The trios titles. Just yeah. had to wait to get the tag titles off the Young Bucks. I feel that's definitely why it was hot-shotted. Oh, right? <laughs> Probably. So there's going to be some sort of tournament, of course, and then the finals at All Out to determine mm. the inaugural trios tag champions. Damn. Okay. Yeah. We have a lot of trios teams here. Yeah. So, like, I was trying to write them down during the show, like, a bit later on with T's, perhaps Bucks and Hangman, maybe. But then we're told that next week the Undisputed Elite. Reunite. Yeah, so I'd imagine Cole, O'Reilly, and Fish on one. Yeah. Maybe Hangman with the Bucks. You've got House of Black, if they can find Buddy. He's he's gone AWOL. He's hanging out with Rhea. Yeah. Uh, Watching her feud with Aaliyah. Darby, Sting, and Miro. Darby, Darby, Sting, and Miro. Yeah, I don't know why. Sure. Death Triangle. Um, Pack and the Penta. uh, Sorry, Pack and the Lucha Bros. Yeah. Best Um, Friends. Then you've got the Best Friends. You've also probably got Dark Order, like Reynolds, Silver, and maybe Preston, Vance. Uno. Or Uno. Yeah. Um, fuck it. It depends how big the, the brackets are. Yeah. Do Pillman, Griffin, Brock. <laughs> Brock, Brock Anderson? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Varsity lad. uh, Varsity yeah. lads. <laughs> you've, got, uh, you've got quite a few teams. Like, I think it'll be a killer tournament. I, I know people are groaning or another... Belt, but like trios matches are great, and it could be used and I in think the, the right idea way. of the tournament and seeing a lot of this. I, I think it could be fun. Yeah. All right. All right. We'll discuss the, some possibilities with some promos later, including this promo with Dante Martin, who's got a match against Sammy Guevara later, which sounds great. He then says, "Sammy, this place has changed since you've been away. You vacation too much. You're going here. You're going there. You're not here. You missed a lot. And everyone's up their game. So I don't think you can handle handle it anymore." And he says, you may have your, your what, now wife or fiancé or whatever it is, Taya yeah. Conti, Tainara Conti. He says, well, I've got Sky Blue. And Shivani didn't give a fuck. He's like, He's like I don't know who that he is. He just went, all right. <laughs> and then it cut to the ring. This man didn't even say, like, I don't know. I'm assuming they're a couple. I, I think so. He didn't, this man didn't even introduce her as his girlfriend or nothing. This guy knows he's on live just TV. Just like, well, I found Sky Blue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it didn't even... He knows the world's watching. He, he didn't want to expose... Sammy mistake. Yeah, he okay. want to expose his girl. And I'm going to marry her. <laughs> yeah, he didn't expose his girl on TV. He just says, 
and Sky Blue. Not my girlfriend, He's not been my... on TV like, twice. Interesting. I just was, We both looked at each other like, well, that was weird. Shafani found it weird. The promo was really good until that, actually, I, I thought. But, yeah, just a little weird. I'm de- we're definitely just being mean. But, like, the, I thought he sounded good for once. In a promo without Matt Seidel, with anyone else, and he, 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 he came his own. But then he just kind of threw that swerve where he didn't even explain who she, what the reference why, was. Like why she's there. Yeah, like, so just strange. Maybe you should have like, worded it better. Ruby, like, just suddenly started hanging out with Eddie. We, the, we'd seen her talk about him in video things. Yeah, like, sure. they'd explain in commentary, oh, they're best friends. But it's just, like, it, this guy just has a load of friends for the week, doesn't he? No one. Think his brother? Um, Leo Rush, um, Jay Lethal, Matt Seidel. I'm sure there's another one in there. Lee Moriarty. No, Sky none Blue. of them are his friends now. He's got Sky Blue. He's on his seventh. Clear your mind with Sky Blue. Partner. I feel I might be missing someone as well. Damn. I, I mean, look, look. If it's his girl, they could have just they could have just said that. It would have saved this whole thing. But oh, okay, he's got he's got a partner here too. All right, intergender battle, couple battle, or something. Yeah. I don't know. But instead, it was just, and I've got. Sky Blue. And I'm like, is that a birth control pill? I'm not sure. Uh, okay. Sky Blue. Oh, the wrestler. Oh, she's a wrestler. Okay, she's on Dark sometimes. All right, got you. Yeah. All right. I was like, what? Okay. FTW title. Championship match. Yes, it's a title. It does exist. And Ricky Starks is going to defend it against Danhausen. Very evil. Uh, so Ricky Starks has been doing this little challenge lately last week this whole thing came about so this match is happening now i'd say Danhausen was pretty over with the crowd so was ricky starks who gets this great intro video it's like a whole fashion video shoot mm. music video thing where it's got a voiceover saying it's all it's, it's, being a champion is about what what money's in your pocket and going off how he looks and and acting like a champion and ricky starks comes out to a huge pop here and the match starts hobbs uh leaves ricky to go one-on-one here, goes back through the tunnel. And Danhausen gets a few quick near falls in this match, kind of teasing the crowd here, hits a beautiful-looking Northern Light suplex and kind of spooks Ricky here. Eventually, Ricky sends him down with Enzigiri, but then again Danhausen with a crazy hope spot for the crowd with the roll-up. But Ricky's had enough. He kicks out and then hits the spear and makes pretty light work of Danhausen. He's for like a... A smaller guy than we're used to seeing hit the spear. I think he's got a great one. He goes right through you. Nitpicking, because I think Ricky Starks is the shit. Mm. He does need his own like move that kind of stands out than just the spear, I think. He's got the but Rochambeau. He does well. have that. That's a way um, better move, yeah. No, I just think he hits it really well. He does. Compared to like other people. I think it looks really good. Well, Ricky pins Danhausen here. And after that, he says the famous Mark Henry line. I got a little left in the tank. He loves saying that. He says, I'll do it again, but not like last week. He says, this week, I'll fight anyone who comes in for real. Let's go. The music hits. It's Hook. The crowd were already chanting for him as well. I think they saw where it was going with the Danhausen match previously. Hook comes out wearing orange boxing shorts, and you knew that was a sign for things to come. Hook stands toe-to-toe with Ricky Starks, and this match is on. They start going at each other, but Hook hits him with a series of body shots, and then a headbutt, and then a pump handle exploder suplex, which was crazy. Eventually, Ricky fights back and goes for some sort of suplex bomb, or Rochambeau, it looked like, and Hook just lands on his feet, but eats a spear from Starks, but eventually counters the, the 
Rochambeau, the the Rochambeau yeah. again and locks in the red rum, the Taz mission, just like his papa, gets Ricky down with the legs crossed over, and Ricky eventually taps out. The crowd absolutely going nuts for Hook winning the FTW title. As you could hear on Taz, I said to you, I'm like, how is Taz not crying right now? Mm. They don't cut to Taz, but you can hear in his voice he is cracking up because he's like, hey, my son just won this title that like was a thing to me. Oh, yeah. And like before we go on to kind of the post-match, which is all sort of part of this, I love Ricky Starks when he hit the spear on Danhausen um, was holding his neck after. Right. Kind of selling that. And obviously we know he's had neck problems. So you're going, oh God, is that, is that legit or whatever? And he's yeah. still doing it during the promo and then gets beaten by the Red Rum. Sure, it's his second match of the night, but he made kind of quick work of Danhausen. Yeah. I just thought it was a good kind of almost protecting him, but also continuing this hook, like kind of quick squash match sort of thing. It yeah. didn't make Ricky look weak at all. No. Um, and then I love the fist bump between the two at the end. So it kind of, it really baby-faced both of them. And then what's going to happen after, like, like explodes that even further. I mean, the crowd but are I, going I thought, crazy. I thought, like, for a short match, I thought this really worked. And the crowd were really hot for it. And, like, going big for this title change that people being like, well, it's a fake title, yeah. whatever. But reacting to it, pretty big. Yeah, I mean, the crowd reaction was nuts, but I was, I was losing it too. And we, you knew, you kind of could see the writing on the wall that mm. it had to set up for this. And when it did, like, I, I got, I got super excited. I'm like, okay, this is pretty cool and pretty touching that it's, you know, the whole relation with the FTW Taz and Team Taz and all that stuff and his son hook here. It, it just worked so well. But I thought both quick matches, I mean, the second one was a little longer, like, were really good. The whole segment mm. flowed so well. And then it leads into, what happens next? Because they go to break. When we come back, Ricky Starks is in the ring and he's with Hobbs and Tony Schiavone. And he says, I just, you know, been on this tear and I had, I want more than 40 seconds. I made this noose and turned it into a tie, referring to the FTW title. He says, I made this title come to prominence. It was nothing. It was doing nothing. It was, it was going to hold me back, but instead I exceeded. I busted my ass. And people keep saying, wait your turn, Ricky. Your, your turn will come. Well, my turn was last month. Hell, my turn was last year. And people keep telling me it's just bad luck. Well, it's not bad luck. It's just bad timing. See, me and Hobbs, and Hobbs attacks Ricky Starks from behind, beats him down, and the, the crowd boo in one of the best heel turns I did not mm. see coming for quite some time. Just, whoa, okay, holy shit. And just genuinely heated. At, I love Hobbs, but I was heated yeah. at this man. I, I thought this was perfection, really. This whole thing from, like, starting with the Dan Housen match right through to this. The Ricky Starks promo was awesome. And, and the stuff he was saying about the title, I was like, fuck yeah, you kind of have. Like, the pop... Hook just got for winning this fake title right. was bigger than any other fucking FTW title change, you know? And, and part of that is because Ricky's done quite a few of these defenses and, and actually put on some pretty good matches uh, and has just grown in popularity in this latest kind of uh, sort of run with Hobbs. And I did not see the Hobbs turn coming. He's doing the, 
He's like comforting his shoulder, like giving him the little massage after yeah. his match because he's been beaten trying to comfort his buddy. Yeah. Really didn't see it coming, but it's perfect time for it. You've now got Hobbs as like gonna be he's gonna be hated yeah. from this. And I think you've just made an absolute baby face in Ricky Starks, uh, who put on like the performance of his life here. I thought this was awesome. Yeah, absolutely loved everything from the beginning of the Danhausen match all the way through this to this turn. I've been loving them as a team. I I think Hobbs, given this run as this big baddie too, this could be an all-out match. And it seems, the the way kind of Taz was on commentary as well, like, it seems like Hobbs is out of Team Taz. Right. Or maybe Team Taz just won't really be associated at all anymore. Yeah. And there's maybe a bit of that occasional respect thing you see between Hook and, uh, sure. and Starks, but maybe we won't have as much of the connection with Taz. Yeah, Dan Housen and Hook are Team Taz now. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll have these two just fighting but i would like to see that at all out yeah uh absolutely ricky starks is definite pillar here in AEW, and they did they made this guy forever i think off this just everything they've got to if they can continue with this momentum because yeah. i think the crowds are gonna love it. it it almost feels like you you hope he goes to his hometown soon like goes to new orleans soon right because like i i feel that could be the thing to really put him out like that huge as a baby face in your hometown. We've seen it work so well with other people in AEW when they do their hometown thing. And then at all out Hobbs can beat him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I fucking love him too. So I'm actually a little sad that they're broken up. Always remember, never forget them wearing their, their flex, their, their, their fit at the beach oh, yeah. in the winter time. Well, now we've got to make room for uh, Tony Nese and Josh Woods in the tag division. So we've got to break up another team, right? Yeah, we all thought the real turn was happening with Swerve and Lee, but it was this yeah. all, all the whole time. No, this was good. This was, I love turns in wrestling. We all do, and I like when they get you. But also, what Ricky said was true. There's so many things happened here. Hook now, Hook feels like he hasn't been a thing for a while and all of a sudden rejuvenated just like that, can go on and defend this title. Uh, and then now this whole thing with Ricky and Hobbs, that spirals off. Like there's so many different things coming out of this that are pretty good. Really liked it. And you could always, when you want to retire this title, if Hook's undefeated, right? Yeah. Wardlow is somewhat undefeated. Yeah. That could be a unification match down the line if you wanted to phase the FTW title out of there. True. Um, could be a good thing to do. But you know, Taz and Hook are celebrating tonight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We go to the acclaimed who are talking shit about the ass boys mentioning their battle rap. I totally forgot. I had a birthday weekend this week. I totally forgot it was the rap battle. So I'm going to have to watch uh. it and, and get back to, to you guys because they also challenged the ass boys to a match next week. Sorry, sorry, this Friday on Rampage with the stipulation involved this time. So it's a match, not a rap battle. Uh, so we'll, when we talk about the show next week, we can discuss the rap. Do you battle. think it's going to be a musical marshmallow mayhem match? They're going to announce. No, they're announcing the match in a music video on rampage, right? Oh, is that what they're doing? I think that's what they said. They're going to drop a music video on rampage okay. where they're an annou- announcing yeah. the match they're going to have. See, I, I wanted to watch the rap battle. I just, it was Friday night and my birthday weekend, as I said, but then also it was pre-taped. And the Vince news came out Friday. Mm. So you're like, okay, I want to see what Max Caster has to say about Vince McMahon. But now we might in this music video. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? TK will be like, no, nah, you can do whatever you want. Say whatever you want. Uh, so they, they don't rap here, but they talk about uh, how they're going to beat the ass boys and all that stuff. We go to our next match. It is Dante Martin versus Sammy Guevara one-on-one. 
We get a lot of back and forth counter for counter high offense moves. Dante keeps getting the best of Sammy Guevara. Sammy does his kip up into the like God pose that he does. And Dante does it a move and then does it to taunt him. And then also does the like, I'm loco. And then says like, get out of here. Uh, Dante uh, lands on his feet back in the ring from teasing a tope. Eventually, Sammy is the one who hits a tope. Eventually, they fight up the ramp when Sammy tries to leave. And then Dante jumps off like the stage part from the ramp on to the bottom on top of Sammy, which is pretty cool. Then there's a crazy dive, but gets caught in the face with a knee from Sammy. And then Sammy hits a dive as well. They're back in the ring going back and forth. There's flipping and Spanish flies and counters to flips and flips to counters. And then there's a crazy near fall back and forth. Sammy hits his crazy looking cutter and eventually hits the... Which looked like... uh like Dante didn't take sort of the flat chest bump. Yeah. He kind of buckled his knee forward, which looked painful. And there was a springboard a bit earlier on where his knee kind of buckled as well. I thought if done deliberately, it looked great. Yeah. Sammy hits the cutter and then hits the GTH, which is the crazy torture rack knee. I don't know how he does this without clocking someone in the temple, but he does just that and gets the pin on Dante Martin. Sammy wins, but this was exactly what we expected. Lots of crazy flips, who could outflip who? And of course, it's Sammy being the more vicious one, the the more of the vet compared to Dante, getting the win. Yeah, yeah, fun match. I uh, I think there's a better match in there with these two. Like the flips and stuff were yeah. were cool, but I think there's maybe something. Uh, this didn't reach that kind of Ray Phoenix Dante Martin match that we saw a few weeks ago, um, and maybe kind of. A bit more time and bigger stakes down the line. These two have some better, but I thought this was really enjoyable. Yeah, uh, kind of exactly what I what I figured. After the match, the Jericho Association come out and they go to beat down on Dante. It seems, but then and Sky Blue and Sky, <laughs> sky Blue, and then uh, the other people come Ruby, out. Ruby, Soho, Ortiz, and Eddie run out for the save, and I think that's when Jr. says. Uh, so this Friday, Anna Jay versus Ruby Soho, uh, Sky Blue, or whatever it was. He announced the match, and Excalibur just goes, oh, I, I don't think that's been made official yet, JR. And he's, ah, well, the, uh, the talk in the locker room is that match is happening. Goes, okay, <laughs> all right. I liked it when you were here for just the second hour, JR. Yeah, what well, happened to that? Oh. Why is he back for two hours? Yeah, there was too, too much. There was so, like, so many on commentary. Later today, when ex- JR being there as well. When Excalibur does his rundown and he runs down that match, JR makes like a noise like, <laughs> like I told you, bitch. <laughs> I can see the future. <laughs> Boomer sooner. Goddamn. Uh, love JR. I love JR. I don't care what anybody says. Fuck you. JR is the best. I want to dream. Yo, someone hook me up. John Pollock, hook me up. Dream blunt rotation. Jim Ross. <laughs> Let's go. Can't wait when they come to Toronto. We go to Tony Schiavone backstage, and he's with Daniel Garcia. And Garcia says, Brian Danielson, tonight I face you in the main event. And you see, you've been away. You've been hurt. You've been injured. But I've been in the ring. I've been getting sharper, getting better. While you've been working in your garden with your kids. He says, if you hesitate at all tonight, I will be taking advantage of you. And I'll send you on another vacation with your kids and your garden. He says, and after I beat you tonight, Daniel Garcia will be known as the greatest technical sports entertainer of all time. 
think Garcia is a really good promo, actually. Uh, Literally, a, Jericho must have teach them something. Dark them horse something. of promos almost. Yeah. Because uh, I think he sounds very confident and intimidating. And yeah, I, I think he's great. He has... He has had a character before the Jericho stuff, but mm. whatever it is that they, he's been with these guys, either just you know getting actual guidance from people there, it's been working. He has completely worked on the character works. Everything works with this guy. And I'm so excited that the, the return of Danielson, let alone this match tonight, I was super hyped for this match, and I thought this promo was great. He cut a promo online that's saying similar things, like, you're just going to go hang out with your animals and your, your pigs or whatever. Like, I'm wrestling. Like, you, you're, you get to do that. I don't get to do that yet. I'm still, like, hustling. But look, you get to go back to your family mm. and your garden and your palace or whatever. But the promo was really good. We go to another promo that was really good. Jay Lethal hanging out with the Batman villains again with Sanjay Dutt and his pencil in his ear always. And they talk shit about the best friends. Well, they talk shit about Jay, uh, Samoa Joe, obviously, but I guess they moved on. They said it was an illegal choke yeah. that uh, how Joe won. Classic. The match I didn't watch at the weekend. Nice. uh they talk shit about the best friends when the best friends enter the frame and go you know we're like six feet over here wearing tie-dye tracksuits how did you not know we're here why would you talk about us like that and they say you like to dance well we'll dance that means wrestle he says and says how about this this week on rampage three on three sanjay you don't have what it takes anymore so sanjay gets fired up and sanjay dutt says i accept Three on three on Rampage. We're going to see the return of the playa from the Himalaya. Yeah, I can't say I'll be watching this, to be honest. <laughs> I, uh, there are a few people I'm less interested in in this company than this, Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, and Satnam Singh. Uh, I found Best Friends funny here. I like the... I like when they point out things like, yo, why are you, yeah. they should do things like, yo, why are you watching TV sideways? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. like things like that, I, I find quite funny. Um, but yeah, I don't, I really don't give a shit about these three. Yeah. I, I, uh, cherry picked the ring of honor show and mm. definitely enjoyed some of the matches. Garcia and Yuta especially was great. Uh, also was Garcia's Twitter afterwards, just being like PWG better. Yeah. <laughs> just chat talking. You beat me with a roll up. Why don't you beat me with a real move is what he, what he said. Right. Uh, but then also the Briscoes FTR was, awesome. I watched that one. Yeah. That was, was another all timer yeah. for sure. Those guys put on a classic. Um, I, I, I wasn't super interested in the Jay Lethal Samoa Joe match, to be honest. No, well, it, it's been, the build has been these three idiots backstage every week. Just laughing. Yeah. Almost like a pantomime villain, villain. Yeah. And the basketball player and like, where's Joe been? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen him at all. So I, I, I'm not excited about this match, but I used to be a big Sanjay Dupp fan. So the play from the Himalaya coming back for one night, let's see what he can, he can do. But yeah, yeah, it's I hope the best friends win. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 
21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. We go to Tony Schiavone in the ring who introduces Jungle Boy who makes his return here. He comes out and he looks at the heel tunnel and he looks at the, the baby face tunnel and out walks Luchasaurus by his side. Mm. A boy and his dinosaur back together again. Uh, guy in like the front row somewhere with a sign saying, damn it, he's a jungle man. He's a jungle man, not a jungle boy. You know he's a jungle man because he's in a le- his what is it dad his dad's leather jacket that he's talked so, yeah. about and a Guns N' Roses T-shirt looking like Thor here and a dinosaur behind him. This is this is like a Thor movie. Uh, <laughs> jungle boy gets to finally respond. The crowd is going hype for him. He breathes it all in. He takes a long pause, and when we want to hear what he has to say, he looks dead straight into the camera. And says, Christian Cage, you are the biggest pussy I've ever met in my life. And the crowd go nuts. They go crazy that he called someone. They should have just ended it there. Yeah, they should have just ended it <laughs> Mic <there>. drop. <laughs> All out. Drop <laughs> yeah. the mic. Done. Instead, we go. he goes, you... The, well, the crowd did react to that a lot. So it finally took him to, for them to quiet down before he could chat again. And he says... You have become the most irrelevant you've ever been in your career. And as soon as you take me out and I get back, you run away. But I guess you're doing all this because you needed that money. Because you're strapped for cash. Because I know your wife just divorced your bitch ass. And again, the crowd go, oh shit. And then he looks at the, the camera and does a little call me to Christian's ex-wife so if you're keeping score on the feud christian wants to fuck jungle boy's mum. yeah and jungle boy wants to fuck christian's ex-wife correct this is the kind of storytelling i want in my wrestling <laughs> yeah i'm tired of this cookie cutter uh bachelorette shit yeah. i need this in my wrestling he says uh, <laughs> call me and then he goes uh, sorry tony shivani says hey but what about luchasaurus christian sorry jungle boy says christian put on his turtlenecks and started acting like a villain because, you know, whenever these bad guys put on turtlenecks and have little pricks and the crowd laughs and he goes, why do you think his wife left him? And again, the crowd go, oh. it, it almost felt like that was one he hadn't scripted and just thought, he, I oh, think I, so. I think I can say this. Yeah, I think he, he did. had the crowd on his side and he went for it. Yeah. He said, Luchasaurus wasn't protecting Christian. He was protecting Christian so no one else could get to him except me. So, Christian, you can talk shit. And if you talk shit, well, you can swing a chair at me all you want. But you could better hit as hard as you can. And then he starts to talk about three years ago how he was putting his father to rest when Christian Cage interrupts him on the Titantron backstage. And you can read Jungle Boy's mouth when he's interrupted. He goes, you fucking piece of shit. (laughs) 
He jungle Christian says, uh, "Hey, Jungle Boy, you and your lapdog, like, what's going on with you two? I don't care. the The best thing I ever did was getting rid of you two, and I don't care about your dead dad. Your because it doesn't matter because you're gonna be dead as well. I'm not gonna lay that leather jacket on you. I'm gonna lay a body bag, so you're gonna be dearly departed, and you can kick up dirt next to your dad. Jesus." He's going to kill him? He's going to murder him and bury him next to Luke Perry, his father. Christian then ends with, don't forget, like, I know all your secrets and I will pray on your weaknesses. Christian out. (laughs) (laughs) He sounds like he would say that. (laughs) Uh, No, I I thought this was fun. I think uh, I thought the opening line uh, with Jungle Boy was great. I felt as the promo went on, it relied a little bit too much on, like, swearing and stuff yeah. but it allowed jungle boy to come out of his shell a bit and sometimes i think if he does this every promo it just doesn't feel right sure. to him but he definitely showed us something that i haven't seen before christian's been promos. a dick so he needed yeah, to say for something sure. yeah. and i think i feel the opening line especially was great um the the one thing i don't like with this is kind of like so he was going to explain why luchasaurus he said well he's my best friend and and he got interrupted and it's almost like the writers haven't come up with why luchasaurus turned because if you think when christian went to say why no he said he said like i told him to watch you so no one else attacks you that that was it's it's still a shitty explanation Mm. they could have went it about a different way i think that's that's the part of the story i haven't really i think got yeah i think you could have just had christian beating up someone Christian beat up Matt Hardy, I think, could have been the story instead of all the other weird stuff they did. But regardless, we got to this point now, mm. and they're back together. And so he, him, him saying all this, getting a little foul mouth, I think, was needed, considering Christian has been saying some vulgar type yeah. shit. So, like, everything he said is warranted, like, is fine. And if someone gets mad at him calling him a pussy, people call them they, – they say the word dick on TV all the time. So it had nothing – like I didn't find that was offensive or anything. Like it's, no, 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 no. I thought I, – I cheered. I'm like, thank fuck. As the guy in the crowd with the jungle man sign, I was well, like, he, yeah. He was more of a jungle lad tonight. Jungle lad. his foul mouth, wasn't he? <laughs> this is a clearly an all-out match, Jungle Boy yeah. and Christian, and I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if we'll see Christian wrestle before because like last week didn't really count. If well, you know what I mean. you're going to get your wish, Davey. Really? You're getting the match you've been waiting for for oh, years. Shit. Yeah, they did announce it. Christian Cage versus Matt Hardy. Yeah. We had this last year, didn't we? Around, like we around did. this time last year, I yeah, think. Yeah, maybe. Um, and I remember actually enjoying that one more than yeah. I should. So, exactly. fuck it. All exactly. right. Don't talk shit about the legends, you pussy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I like this segment, too. And I'm excited for that match. We'll see where they go with this. But Christian's still going to be ducking him. Uh, but Christian getting his, bringing the wife getting brought into this, the ex-wife now. Christian, he's getting a case of his own medicine. It, it was pretty much a year ago they had their last match. Wow. The 14th of July. Interesting. We go backstage to the Young Bucks. Brandon Cutler, he's like, hey, I'm recording you. And uh, Brandon says, hey, Bucks, did you hear about the trios title that was just announced? You guys could be the first trios champion and I could be your your good your next third wheel. Let me please give me the chance. I'll be your third wheel. I make a great third wheel. And he's like, I can get better. I can improve. And the young Bucks are like, oh, I don't know. And then they look and they see Hangman Adam Page. And they walk up to him. And they say, hey, Hangman, happy birthday. 
because I believe it was his birthday yesterday uh, or today. And he says, well, hey, Nick, I know it's your birthday tomorrow, too. So happy birthday. Lots of birthdays. So Nick, week. Hangman and Roddy all in. Triple H. And you. Yeah. And uh, there was another guy, but uh, we don't talk about him anymore. Uh, the elite would know. They're, they mentioned the birthday for Nick. And then Matt is like, hey, Hangman, actually, now that we got you here, I'd love to chat with you. And he goes to, like, open up when the Dark Order interrupt and go, oh, Adam Page. And they start, like, hanging out with him. Happy birthday and good to see you. And then Matt Jackson's like, you know what? I'll, I'll talk to you later. Never mind. Don't worry about it. And... They leave and then... He's say, going to tell him he's force sensitive. <laughs> yeah, that's what he'll tell him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it seems as if they're teasing like, hey, Hangman, you want to be our third... Third in guy. The, ...in the trios thing. Which they have done that thing since the, the Kenny match where Hangman was like, back the fuck off or I'll end you. They've like respected that since then. Um, it did feel a little like, Hangman, there's just something I've... I've always wanted to tell you, yeah. like a bit, like uh, it's very being the elite because they've yeah. been doing this. But then story, it is yeah. on the Cutler cam, so it's like okay, yeah, the that kind of cam. is the be, being the elite section. Um, but yeah, cool. I I like the idea of potentially putting Hangman with these guys. Well, is that what's happening? Or next week we're getting the undisputed elite reunion, meaning Red Dragon, Cole, and the Young Bucks. Do you see? Them, them, something happening that causes Cole to side with his boys over with the them. But then they ask Hangman to be their third. But then you could also bring in Kenny, who's like, "Hey, I'm their third. What's going on here?" It depends when Kenny's coming back. Yeah, right, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I would see Cole sticking with Yui over. Yeah, me too. Over the Bucks for sure. And it's more interesting because the Bucks have been known to have that kind of. Multiple third men in their career. First ever. To kind of do who's it going to be for a bit. Yeah. First ever trios champions, the elite, but it's Hangman in the Bucks. Yeah. Weird. Interesting. Mm. I don't know. But it does. It does. Because you could easily go, wow, look at Hangman. He like he was the, the main guy. What are they? The Hung Bucks when they're together? The right? Hung Bucks. Hung Bucks. That's right. Great. Great trios name. Yeah. There you go. First ever trios tag champions, the Hung Bucks coming soon. Uh, yeah. It was a little hokey where then like. They like walk away while that they're still just over there. Mm. It's a little like cheesy. They're playing it up on. I've seen clips of being the elite because I can't go through the whole thing. The Dolph Ziggler's brothers stuff all the time, but um, they do a lot of things like where he's texting Hangman and then he's like deleting what he's right. Okay, right, you know, like he's they're teasing this this reunion of sorts. Uh, we go to our next match. Swerve Strickland. Going up against Tony Nese and Smart Mark Sterling. I know what you're thinking. Wow, I'm so excited that Tony Nese is on Dynamite again. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Couldn't this be on Rampage? <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, a cool thing that I, I noticed from this match is during the commercial break, they aired an ad for BattleBots, which I didn't know was a thing anymore. Is that like Robot Wars? I guess. Is that like a British... Robot I Wars? I just know Robot Wars. Yeah. Like BattleBots. Like nerds make some robots and then they fight? Yeah. Yeah, Robot Wars. Yeah, BattleBots. Okay. Same shit. Just the robots have British accents. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine. Jeremy Clarkson hosts it. I don't know who that is. Oh, he's a prick. Is he British? Imagine, like, kind of like Piers Morgan, quite character. Oh. Have you heard of Top Gear? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's the host of that. Is Goldberg on that show? <laughs> I think so, actually. I think he was. Uh, you know who's going to be on the new Top Gear? Uh, is it Top Gear? 
What's it called? Top Gear. Uh, Dax Shepard. <laughs> is he in FTR? <laughs> yeah, that's him, actually. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> good. Good for him. He's having a hell of a year. Wrestler of the year, yeah. going top gear. Dax Shepard. Damn. Dax Shepard. No, that guy. Dax Shepard. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Lucky guy. We go to Swerve Street. I don't know what I'm looking at with this guy. Dax Shepard, he's in, uh, fuck, what is he in? Punked? Okay. He's, he's in movies, you know? He's married to Sarah Marshall from Forgetting Sarah Marshall. So, like, he's okay. all right. He's doing all right. And he's in top gear. He's got a creepy smile. What's this guy in? Is he in Garden State? No, that's... Yeah, Garden State. Is he Garden State? I don't man. know, man. Am I tripping? Uh, I'm tripping, right? Hit and Run, Chips, Idiocracy, Employee of the Month. I've not heard of any of these films. I'm blanking. I think I'm thinking of someone else. Kristen Bell's husband, yeah, who's okay. Sarah Marshall. I mean, yeah. So he's not I've doing everything. I've literally heard of nothing he's done here. <laughs> oh, he was in... Okay, Wet Hot American Summer. I did see that. But like the series. The series. Yeah. Who's in Garden State then? Zach Braff? Oh, Zach Braff. <laughs> yeah, he's got a Zach Braff look. He's like blonde Zach Braff, kind yeah. of. Yeah. He's in with, yeah. I don't know why I got into this, but BattleBots. <laughs> <laughs> and Tom. brothers, actually. They look very similar. Dax? Dax and Zach. <laughs> it does sound like FTR. <laughs> Dax and Braff. <laughs> like, da- Zach Braff and Dax Shepard. FTR. Seven star. <laughs> If you quickly were explaining to like to someone who watches this show, they wouldn't second guess you if you said that. They'd be like, "Oh yeah, FTR." Rip Jagger, <laughs> Dax Shepard, and Zach. <laughs> I'm tweeting it now. You need to get you need to get like their faces on the body of FTR. Oh. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, we are we are idiots. <laughs> we are idiots sometimes. <laughs> I don't even know how we got onto Zach Shepard. <laughs> but the Garden State soundtrack is really good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we won an Oscar. Never forget. I don't know why that matters either, but back to <laughs> scheduled programming. Tony Nice. <laughs> oh fuck. That's why we're talking about this shit. I don't want to talk oh. about Tony Nice. <laughs> Uh, this guy loves to show off his six-pack eggs, yeah. but, you know, you're like, why need a six-pack when you got a keg, baby? Come on. Uh, Swerve is in a handicap match against Smart Mark and Tony Nese because Smart Mark Sterling, the lawyer, is trying to get Swerve kicked out. Not the hottest act to do following them winning a uh, tag team championships, but all right. I will say, though, the video from last week with that rapper Kevin Gates getting punching Tony Nese was everywhere. I mean, that was a terror. I, I didn't think it was the greatest segment, but the clip isolated of like the, the attack was on so many pages and things that I personally follow that just made rounds and had millions of hits like everywhere. So like, regardless if the segment was that good, mm. it was, it gave them really good watching. publicity. Yeah. So, uh, good on them. Uh, controversy creates cash. I don't know if it's really controversy cause I'm sure it was a, staged punch but you know the world was like what there's other wrestling than wwe i love when the world finds out about wrestling yeah it's, it's fun uh you can tell i don't want to talk about tony niece but um we get tony niece beating down on swerve when we hear the crowd you hear a few people chant we want mark 
And then the rest of the crowd saying, no, we don't. Tony gets uh, smacked around and then accidentally tags Mark in. And Mark's like, no, no, he didn't tag me. He didn't. So the ref allows it. Swerve eventually beats up Tony Nese and then hits um, like a super kick, which sends Tony Nese out the ring where he's hanging by his feet. Yeah, this is cool. And then Swerve dives over and hits a flying stomp to like the suspended upside down Tony. What I liked with this is it didn't look set up. Whenever we get these kind of stomps where someone's in the ropes, it, yeah. it feels really set up where it just felt like Nice fell into this position from this awesome super kick and the stomp followed up right away. I thought this is the best bit of the match. He gets in the ring and he says, whose house? And the crowd does the whole thing. Swerve's house. And eventually Mark is in the ring. He's legal and he ends up taking the kick from Swerve here. Uh, when they cut to, sorry, does he get the win on Smart Mark? Yeah, he picks up the win, but then yeah, he he waits for Mark to get. Ta- it was kind of weird at the end because he hits his what's he called the house call? Yeah, the the kick to the kick. Sterling, and it looked like Nice tried to dive in to break yeah. it up, but he came in too early. And I think commentary tried to like oh he collapsed. Like, oh, he tried to grab his ankle. But it just looked like he did the dive to almost make it after yeah. the three and was just stuck there. I was confused. One. I was a little confused. It looked exactly like that. Yeah, but uh, I was happy it didn't go. But yeah, the man, it didn't go too long. There were a couple of things that looked cool, but uh, I'm just not into this this feud. Their roster is running so deep. And for some reason, Tony Nese keeps showing up on this show. And no disrespect to this guy. Just like. Sorry, there's a lot of other things that were going on before you got here, and now all of a sudden you seem to be the jobber for a lot of people, which I guess we need that, but like, just I don't want to say it's go away heat, but just like, okay, again and again and again, again, just again. I think it's it's I think this is bad for Swerve and Lee because they're the tag champions. Nice, I think a lot of people see what we see and that is, you're good, but I don't think you're at this level, really. Um, I see him as Mr. Rampage, you know, sure. on a show I don't watch. And I think to to have, what, it's him and Josh Woods. So this is what happens after. Yeah. We see Keith Lee has been attacked backstage, and the camera pans up to Josh Woods, and Excalibur goes... Josh Woods, when everyone's supposed to know who he is. Do you know who Josh no, Woods is? No, I've heard the name. Yeah. I've heard the name, but he's exactly. not someone I I've wa- can say I've seen, I don't think. I've watched this guy for a long time in Ring of Honor, and I actually think he's really good. But just the way to introduce him like this is like so not – it doesn't help this anybody. Is your, this is your first championship feud? Yeah. For these, I, I think that's weak. Sorry, I think the the tag titles a lot of the time, there are there's always another team that feel bigger than the champions. Like Bucks, like yeah, FTR. Uh, FTR. And it, it's kind of always been a little bit like that. Um, I think this is weak. It, it devalues the championship. I yeah. think for, for Lee and Swerve to get this moment, I think they need to start. They need to start with a big win over beat an teams. established team. Yeah, beat a team, and not just I'd throw them together like, people. Best friends or someone like that is above this. Sorry, for Josh sure. Woods? Like, no, I, come on. Tony Nese, like, no one really buys him as... Like, I think he's good in ring. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I think he's a talented wrestler. But compared to the other people you've had go for these titles and to actually build... Like, this isn't just, like, like a random... Oh, next week we'll have a title defense against these two. It's like, okay. It, it seems to be a story they're building here. 
and they have been for a while with this Mark Sterling thing, I think it's very weak. There's so many other teams you could have done. So many. I know the Butcher and the Blade had a match with them recently, but like that instantly is a team. You could have done Private Party. You could have done the Lucha Brothers. You could have done like a Bucks singles match. Like, I don't Even know. Even like the Ass Boys who have new heat at the moment. There you go. Could, could have it before their big match with uh, Castro Bowen. There's Bowens. quite I don't a know. few there's, teams. There's a lot I'd put above. Like all of them I'd put above. You could have inserted any of those into the story too. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you could have inserted... Private Party. Private what are party. they doing? What private are they Party, doing? you could have had an actual story that I would have been, okay, I'm excited for that match. Have them fucking try and sign this contract to get yeah. Swerve out and be That sounds Sterling. good. That like, sounds... It could be a good match. This... I'm not too interested because you haven't even established Tony Nese and Josh Woods as a team. It just comes out of nowhere. It instantly makes this team not feel like the world tag champions. Yeah. Again, so... FTR are still the champs. Long live Dax and... Breath. Yeah. We go to the House of Black backstage. Uh, sorry, not backstage, but one of their videos. They're talking about God and the devil. They talk about Miro. And sometimes the God and the devil seem to be the same things nowadays. And Miro, you say you need redeeming, but you have spent your life worshiping. Well, you need to sit on that throne. And you will. And everyone will kneel to you. And Brody steps in and says, Darby... You, do you know why I keep attacking you? Because I can. You have the tattoo that it's only over until you're in the ground. Well, I'll put you in the ground. And I challenge you to your match. A coffin match. And let me know what flowers you want on your headstone. Mm. Damn. So it seems like Black versus Miro and Brody versus Darby are some matches. Brody versus Darby in a coffin match. Yeah. Holy um, shit. What was the last? We had... It was Andrade Derby in the last coffee yeah, match. Yeah, before that, Ethan didn't Page. Hit quite. The Ethan Page one was... Was good. Was good, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, I think... I'm not that into Brody, but I think his stuff with Derby, because Derby's such a good ragdoll, works really well. I think having some sort of gimmick match and this kind of being established as Derby's match, I think this could be pretty cool. If you're interested in coffin matches, you can also check out our best match ever, casket slash coffin mm. match... We did a few months ago back in October featuring all sorts of different cops. We talked about the Ethan Page one in Derby. We talked about a lot of Undertaker, a whole bunch of different ones. OG ones that we didn't even know exist. Oh, yeah. Coffin match. Uh, Malachi Black Miro seems like a way bigger match to just throw away on a TV. I would feel like that's all. Well, I imagine it's because we're going to start this trios tournament soon where I would think both of these, the Derby Sting and Miro and the House of Black will be part of. Okay. And House of Black. Sting in the trios title. I think so. Wow. Yeah. Book I think it. so. Yo, give Sting a title. Why are we doing? What are we doing? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of big teams you could see being in that final at, uh, at All Out. Um, yeah, I, I just, I bet they're going to tease the, the choke that put out Derby, but in the coffin. Right. To just drop him in it. Yeah. And he'll rise from the dead. Ah, Nice. Um, we go to a recap of Pack beating some guy in OTT for the All Atlantic yeah. title. So I like they've been doing this. They've been showing kind of the Rev Pro highlights in the the OTT um, whenever they're d- defending this title. I think it's a great idea. I wasn't sure who this guy was. LJ Cleary, I think it was. Okay, something like that. Yeah. Uh, we then get recaps of Thunder Rosa when she lost in Japan against Yomashita here Miyu Yomashita and now it's a rematch here on Dynamite for the AEW 
Women's Championship. And this match is kicking off right now. Miu's got some, like, like almost dresses like she's a heel in NXT. The dark everything, dark yeah. makeup, everything like that. Um, this is when Excalibur reminds us that tonight's fight for the Fallen is for Oceana. And we should all help support the fin ban. No, don't eat shark fin soup. Don't eat shark fins. Don't eat popcorn either. Yeah, exactly. And says that AEW has donated 100000 this year uh, in support today. And this match kicks off. And there's a good back and forth where both of them are kind of catching each other in different moves and, and showing each other they're on the same level here. Clearly, Jim Ross does not know who is in the ring with Thunder Rosa and just keeps saying young lady that young and lady, young ladies. That young lady from Japan. Oh, and that other young lady. Uh, Miu gains in control as they go to picture in picture. When we come back, uh, Thunder Rosa tries to go for her fire driver but keeps getting countered. Eventually, she hits a cannonball in the corner and then a drop kick sending Mia into the ropes, which looks pretty good. Miu comes back with a wheelbarrow suplex for a near fall. And then there's a strike fest going back and forth and a cool-looking roundhouse kick. It seems like this might be her like finish because – Yeah, they kept on going about her yeah. like martial arts background. And she clocks and her stuff. here. And Thunder just gets the ropes before the three count to break it. Eventually, they're going counter for counter when Thunder Rosa finally hits the fire Thunder driver and picks up her redemption win. I like the detail when, because on commentary, they were bringing out out how uh, Yamashita hasn't really done any of her strikes yet and brought in the martial arts. And then when she did in the second half of the match using the kicks and things... Thunder pulls out the, the, the mouth guard, which apparently, apparently can help you from getting knocked out if you get struck yeah. by wearing one of these. Yeah, yeah. So she put that in towards the end when Yamashita's lighting her up with all these head kicks, but almost kind of justifying why she's kicking out at them. Um, I, th- I feel like quite often these AW women's matches, the first half is kind of rough. We go to commercial breaks and then it really gets into gear at the end. Yeah. And I end up enjoying it. But I thought there was some quite like sloppy stuff towards the beginning. There's a whole sequence on the apron, which just seemed yeah, like it was going nowhere. It was like they were going for something that was meant to be counted, but it just didn't work. And they ended up just getting back into the ring. But I, I really got into it after the commercial break. I thought that like deadlift wheelbarrow German from Yamashita looked great. Uh, and some of her kicks looked so tight and snug like i i ended up enjoying the match by the end yeah no i agreed this the first half was there seemed like there was rest holds and stuff kind of going through the break but when we came back there was a good back and forth offense i would be down to see more of uh Miu and other talent coming in um but thunder rosa has some good matches in and stuff but i didn't i didn't think this was bad by any means um then we get announcements for rampage Matt Seidel is going to face Lee Moriarty, teacher versus student, they're billing it as. Also, Ethan Page versus Leon Ruffin, plus Anna J.A.S. versus Ruby Soho. <laughs> Anna J.A.S. Which is obviously Jericho Appreciation Society, but I feel it's such a, a Nikki A.S.H. thing yeah. as well to keep on playing with that sports entertainment gimmick. It, it's pretty funny. We're also getting Sing, Dutt, and Lethal versus The Best Friends. And then next week on Dynamite, Thunderstorm versus Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. Hey, Britt Baker didn't interrupt Thunder, Thunder Rosa she didn't, tonight. No. Right? And Matt Hardy versus Christian Cage, and they said more will be announced. All right. Yeah, it looks good. And then they announced Undisputed Elite will regroup next week with Cole coming back. And that's when they hit us with 
the Toronto excitement. Oh, yeah. October 12th and 13th, Wednesday, Thursday night. Can't wait for that. But we go to our main event. Well, there's you've got Jericho on commentary for the main event. And as they're kind of talking about it coming to Toronto, uh, Jericho goes... Like, JR, we're going back to Toronto. They're going to treat me like a king. You and I can tear it up on Young Street like we used to do in the old days. And Me and you look at each other. If we go, I was going, where would you go out on Young Street? Because like Young Street's a main road in Toronto. but Longest road in the world, I yeah, think. Yeah, but I don't really think of it for the bars. But then I realized, okay, where would JR prefer? Zanzibar or Brass Rail? Rail. That's what he was referencing, surely. Yeah. Jericho definitely re- re- mentioning the the adult establishments yeah. in Toronto. Yeah, Zanzibar's a bit rougher. <laughs> it's got fancier lights, though. I don't it know. It's nicer uh, on the outside. It's all about the upper brass. Yeah. <laughs> I did like that but line. I feel like he'd have gone like King or Queen Street. Yeah. The fact you went Young Street, I was like, yeah. I bet you and JR did. <laughs> Bottle of goose to the table. The Undertaker. Some Moscow mules for JR. <laughs> few dollar bills. <laughs> well, we don't have dollar bills here, but... We got fivers. Yeah. Cowboy hat emoji. Mm. <laughs> uh, our main event of the evening, representing Jericho Appreciation Society, entertainers, Daniel Garcia, Red Death, coming down to the ring to face a returning from being injured, the American Dragon, Brian Danielson. Oh, yeah. And I was hyped up here. This match starts off with Brian just going after Garcia with a series of roundhouse kicks. The yes kicks are are going off, and he hits a tope on Garcia onto the outside and then takes Garcia's shoulder and runs him into the post. Back in the ring, more kicks to Garcia. Danielson just won't let up, and this is when the crowd chants in unison, you're going to get your fucking head kicked in and do the... The whole clap here. Glad to see it's getting over. Danielson does a running drop kick on the outside, which has just looked nasty. And then this is the one into the barricade, yeah, like off, like almost like that crazy. Samoa Joe kick. But it's very similar. Kick. Yeah, just nasty. Danielson in the ring gets dropped by Garcia and starts to like collapse. And the commentary are like, "Oh so no!" So he does his missile drop kick off the top, and when he lands, he kind of bounces his head against the mat. Right and. Obviously, it's an offensive move, but it's, it's Danielson who's now not really moving. So everyone is like, is this guy acting? Is he working us or is he like hurt? Because this guy is just coming back from this, you know, concussion injuries and all this stuff. Daniel Garcia decides he's not hurt enough because he takes and exposes the concrete on the outside and then DDTs Danielson onto the concrete, which then went, okay, I hope. That, I think we're okay, as much as weird as that sounds. Mm. Oh, he drived his head into the concrete? That means they're probably working it. Which then, Danielson is bleeding everywhere as they go to commercial break. But yeah, I was like, okay, I think he's good. It, it's one of those things, and I know there are people out there that won't like it. And in the moment, we're both going, oh, is he okay? We know the story with concussions. We know that he's been out where it wasn't really confirmed what the injury was. But we kind of assumed it might be like concussion protocol yeah. uh, from that promo, he said. And then they're teasing like a kind of neck head concussion injury here. And it's all doing it with the kind of Garcia looking a bit confused as well. The ref kind of holding him back. Yeah. Danielson selling. Brilliant. 
but obviously he's one of the best in the world to do it. So I can see people being like, oh, that's kind of fucked. You're doing this like right after this injury. But at the end of the day, it's, it's like if I watch a film or whatever, I want to believe what I'm watching. I want to get sucked in. And if the emotion you made me feel at that moment was, is Danielson okay? And he's fine. That's great acting and wrestling for me. He did a good job. And it, it made, it elevated this match to that next level and made Garcia seem so much more deadly when he's capitalizing on it. So when he's barely making the 10 count after the commercial break, Gar- Danielson is just bleeding all over his face. And Garcia in the ring starts to bite him. They start slugging it back and forth. They're up top. Danielson hits an avalanche back suplex, just damn near killing both of them. Just insane. Uh, there's then the yes kicks, and the crowd is going crazy. Garcia pops Danielson up with his feet and catches him backwards, spinning him around into a sleeper hold. Incredible. Not to be outdone, Danielson eventually gets out of that and locks in cattle mutilation, which then Garcia eventually fights out of, which then allows them both to get to their feet, but with not without Danielson hitting him with a tiger suplex for a near fall. Garcia somehow gets up and starts elbowing Danielson with his own moves, but Danielson starts to no-sell it, eventually delivers his own elbow strikes, almost taking Garcia's head off. And if that didn't do it, he drills him with a regal plex, hits the running knee, but it's blocked, dropped into the sharpshooter. Eventually, he gets out of that as well. Busaiko knee connects. Someone puts their hand through the apron and grabs mm. on Danielson's leg, distracting him, allowing Garcia to hit him with a pile driver. Danielson looks like he is out and concussed. Garcia puts him back in the sharpshooter, the scorpion deathlock, whatever you want to call it. And Danielson is screaming in pain. He's reaching for the ropes. He's not about to tap, but he passes out. The referee calls for the bell in one of the biggest upsets in AEW. Daniel Garcia beats Brian Danielson. His sharpshoot is awesome as well. How Bending he bends it back. back with it, just yeah. adding more to it. Um, yeah, shock kind of result here, but I loved it. Yeah, this was... So the match, obviously what you expect between these two, but this kind of really making Garcia, if you're someone who hasn't been sure of him up until now, like this is the match that kind of proves it to you. Uh, But also somewhat protecting Danielson with coming back from injury. And I think maybe doing that little injury angle, showing that he's not quite a hundred percent yet protects him in a way. Yeah. Rather than if he just came in and you'd expect him to just have a competitive match and then, beat this guy uh i I think this completely worked for me and was fucking hell of a match what a match honestly a match of the year contender uh for me i mean you could get mad at the the interference at the end but that's a way to save it it was it wasn't overbooked it was just yeah a little thing you can have the match between jake and danielson on tv in a couple of weeks or whatever to get payback it's yeah i mean this made me think we need to get it we need to run it back all out danielson getting his win back to Garcia. Garcia. I sure. think that should be the match that now we know that it'll be like this. You could do a submissions match or something like that. Add some sort of... I quit match or something like some that. Because very it. Austin Brett with yeah, the, the finish, right? Nah, man, this was awesome. This was a main event. I, I, I miss Danielson. This guy is the best wrestler it, living. It feels like he just wrestles every match like it could be his last. Yeah. And the way he wrestles, it could be his last. You know, it's... 
Incredible. It's, it's scary. It's awesome. Uh, like, he's my favorite wrestler alive. 100%. And you're, you're right. This made Garcia. This instantly proves, like, this guy can wrestle in a main event and put on one hell of a match. But I hope we get to see these two wrestle again and again and again. But I would not be angry if that was Danielson's one-on-one all-out match. The rematch, do it. It, it, it kind of depends for me where Danielson is someone like I, I feel Danielson and Punk, these people maybe you shouldn't be doing long like feuds and match after match with because we don't really know yeah. how long their body's gonna go at this pace for. Fair so enough. as much as I would like to see this, sure. I'm kind of also if there's a big name who's back or there's a dream match you can also do with this guy. Just do it. Get these matches out. And there. I got it here. I, I thought this was, again, I, I think you could argue this could be on people's match of the year list down the line. I thought this was really good. Dynamite coming back strong. Danielson comes back and instantly I'm like, wow, this match just blew me away. Uh, I, I enjoyed this show, but this really like just this took it. Yeah, this, this, this show was really good, but this match took it to another level for me. Highlights for me, this match and Ricky Starks. Like, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Like I thought you made Ricky Starks tonight and you made Daniel Garcia tonight in two really phenomenal. Like we, we say every week we like the wrestling, but we like the other shit as well when it's done well. Like seeing a seeing an incredible promo is it can be as captivating as watching an incredible match. And similarly, a shitty promo is can be as bad as a shitty match, you know. Right. Um, but I, I thought this was a really solid episode the only downside for me was the whole tony niece <laughs> swerve your favorite thing. like that kind of sucked the satnam singh jay lethal stuff i'm not into but pretty much the rest of the show i really kind of dug tonight yeah uh, i was into roosh and mox i was into them setting up stuff for mox and jericho and this main event, man, I mean, if you're someone who doesn't watch and just listens, definitely check it out. It, it'll be something I'll be rewatching when this you year. Th- I'm trying to think. The only losses, am I right in thinking the only losses Danielson's had are one against Mox, one against Hangman, and then if you count, like, Anarchy in the re- arena. When he did he lose to Mox? He lost to Mox at Revolution. Oh, right, really? Got, right. got caught at the end with like the roll-up, I think. Oh, and that's okay. when Regal came out and slapped them both because Danielson started brawling after. Got you, right, okay. So you've got two top guys who've beat Danielson and now Garcia. Right. And kind of Jericho, if you count the anarchy in the arena match. Right, right. So, like, Nah, this guy's happen. lit, man. I, Danielson doesn't lose a whole lot. This guy, this guy could be a future world champion for sure. I feel like whatever they did with Jericho instantly made him like a more well-rounded... He had all the tools. I used to watch him in the indies here. He had all the tools of wrestling, but wow, like everything comes together. There was such good wrestling and such good storytelling in this match. Mm-hmm. And again, I think Danielson is but like just leagues ahead of other shit. I, wa- I, I tried watching some of SmackDown just because of some interest. And just this guy is just another leagues above wrestling and, and stuff. And I'm so happy he's back. It makes me so happy to see him wrestle. And I, I don't care who he fights it all out because I will be watching regardless. This guy is great. Um, I could see them selling that he's injured from this. Yeah. Like after a week or two and then, you know, do that, whatever you said, Hager or whatever, but maybe do some tags with Claudio, mm-hmm. the ROH champion. With, with, okay. With Danielson. Yeah. Like the, the combat club, Danielson, it, the story he got hurt when things were like gonna heat up again. So now Do he's you back. See, you know? uh, 
any representation from the Blackpool Combat Club and JS in the trios. Fair enough. You could do that. You could both have teams like Danielson, Yuda, and Claudio, and you could have da- uh, like um, 2.0 and Garcia or something like that. Right. In an yeah. early, in like an early round match, perhaps, there you go. or something like that. Book it. Book it. Any iteration of those mm. guys sound sound pretty good. Mox, Claudio, Danielson, Garcia, Jericho, 2.0. Yeah, book it. I, I enjoyed this episode. It had a lot of good stuff, but that main event was incredible, and I really love the stuff with Starks and Hobbs, the breakup there, some shocking, shocking stuff. We'll be tuning in next week to Dynamite to see all of what happens, and I'm sure we'll getting, we're getting some announcements for All Out in the near future. But we're super excited about Toronto. October. We're yeah. Gonna be going. We're gonna, See you then. Yeah, we're super excited. We'll be uh, planning some fun stuff for that week for sure in the six. But we appreciate you listening to us talk all about some dynamite. We'll be back, of course, next week. We're going live with Up Next on Wednesday at 1 p.m. And I think Thursday we'll be doing this show on the Thursday 1 p.m. as well. Yes. So uh, shifting to some day shows next week, but still putting out this content. And if you want more content, patreon.com slash up next. It's how we keep the lights on here. Go check out all the stuff, uh, podcasts, best matches ever, NXT reviews, retro pay-per-view reviews. We just did a SummerSlam 2002 review as well. That was a ton of fun. Brock v. Rock. So many podcasts, and it's only five bucks to access all these shows. It's like pennies per podcast. Go check it out and support the BDE. We appreciate you guys. And uh, up next, Summer Mania. Don't forget. This Sunday, 4 p.m., the BDE Championship on the line. The Was Next Perts Championship on the line. And the BDE Tag Team Champions Championship on the line in a musical Marshmallow Madness match. I don't know what a musical Marshmallow Madness match is, but it sounds like we're going to be walking out new It's like the, tag what is it, the Donegal Shillelagh match. What's happening on don't Friday? Don't give away your secrets. No, I don't know. Yeah. But new champs. New champs. New champs. Yeah, man. <laughs> Dax and Braff. Top guys out. <laughs> you heard it here first. Top guys out. I'm going to destroy you in the marshmallow match. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the tailgate, which will be a lot of fun as well. But I can't wait. And uh, that's always a blast with all our listeners. We appreciate you guys. At Up Next Podcast, Twitter, Instagram. Oh, no. We don't have an Instagram anymore. I forget. Yeah. Go follow that. I'm on Instagram, though. I'm at the Bray D on Twitter and Instagram. Oh, you know what? I am, too. It's at Davey Portman on Instagram nice. and Twitter. Wow. Look at you, man. Yeah. That's it. That's all. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And just like Jungle Boy said... You're a pussy. Oh, hi! <laughs> Whether it's Kroger Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Kroger has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. 
Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO.